What's up, everybody? You got another episode of Wasted Local Talent. This is Chris Rabb. I'm Cecily. <laughs> I'm Larry Morgan. <laughs> I'm Mark Fisher. Uh, and uh, we're from Electromagnetic <laughs> Press Comics, or EMP. Excellent, cool. guys. Thank you for coming in today. Sure. How you all nice doing? Nice to have you here. We're doing well, thank you. Yeah, enjoying the sunshine. Beautiful day today. <laughs> Finally. Good day to Seriously. get together and talk about some, some stuff. Yeah. Some good stuff. So, uh, guys, tell me, tell everyone about um, about your company and your business. Mark, you want to take the business aspect? Sure. Um, our company is Electromagnetic Press. Uh, we make comics, and we now have a full-size magazine uh, called Miscellanea. The comics were... It's probably been six years. Don't say it embarrasses me how long it's taken me to get two it's, issues out. Yeah, so we have about <laughs> bad, it's bad. we have about five comics total, <laughs> and uh, we're kind of focused on the magazine mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go around to cons, and we um, meet at McDonald's on Saturday mornings and plan yeah, new comics right. that aren't made. And <laughs> so get inspiration. A coffee yeah. and McMuffin conference. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we just uh, we enjoy comics and we enjoy getting out and meeting people and we're finding that there's a huge (laughs) just we're constantly meeting writers and artists and things like that and it's just a nice community absolutely Mm -hmm. would you say that with the explosion of the popularity of the comic book industry as a whole has that been good or bad for what you guys kind of do because it seems like it's just feast any comic book anything is gold (laughs) You know what I mean? How would you guys, yeah. uh, what's your guys' opinion on that? Uh, I would say it was good for a little bit in that we get a bunch of new people in. Yeah. Uh, we always do well selling our stuff to people who aren't comic book fans. So I don't know if that really is a commentary on our comic books, but uh, <laughs> it's always nice. We had a lot of people that are like, this is the first comic book I've ever bought. And then we take a picture with them and it's like, ah. <laughs> but um, so it was, that part was nice. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that also means that uh, a lot of the people we meet are really, um, more casual fans, so sure. it's a it's a different uh, a different market than a, than the diehards who uh, grew up with comic books as their best friends as their children. Yeah, that's uh, those are the people we uh, click most most with. I'd say. Sure, yeah. I mean it's a very interesting counterculture of people who do other. You can get the mild mannered. Hey, I loved the Avengers, mm. and then you can get someone if you talk about Batman, you better be. Oh ready. yeah, oh, <laughs> right. No <laughs> bring it. You, you better no be bring really it. Ready. Yeah. Yeah, we've learned a lot about a lot of things we didn't know about oh, yeah. as we've been out to more conventions because yeah. we would see it consistently and we thought, oh, man, we yeah. better do some research. Yeah. We can't have conversations with these guys. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like go. All righty. So we were uh, talking about the Comic-Con, the PopCon mm-hmm. world. It's casual. It's fierce. Do you guys do you guys do like the tri-state area? How far do you guys branch out to to promote your brand? <laughs> well, we have been as far as Atlantic City. We went out to Atlantic City, New Jersey last Shout year. Shout out Jersey. And uh, <laughs> that was an interesting experience. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of we see a lot of difference between the northern cons and then West Virginia on down of what we've done so far. What the, ki- what kind of difference? Because that's yeah. interesting. Well, to me. The audience is different. I think yeah. the people that the northern ones we've been to, and I lived in Buffalo, New York for ten years, and uh, 
it, they're much more reserved. They're not as quick to engage with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had even people interesting, you know, you try to give them a free button and they're like, Oh, thanks. I don't want to buy. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> like it's I don't want your free like shutting yeah, down like, the freebie. Uh, and, nope. and even better, sometimes yeah. they will take it and then give you a dirty look. Like what? I just did you a favor awesome. by taking this button or sticker at the like, Comic Cons. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, and that's happened here? to us in Atlantic City and Atlantic in City, Allentown, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, things like that, places like that. And Philly, the Philly area is tough. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough crowd. Yeah, yeah. Tough well, crowd up and there. I, I think just being out there in general is. Um, a blessing and a curse for guys mm. like us because yeah. you are we don't sell Captain Marvel and we don't sell Daredevil yeah. and right. we've never worked for Marvel or DC so it's great that people are coming out and there are so many conventions mm-hmm. but it's not so many people that are into independent comics it's kind yeah. of the same struggle that independent bands kind of go through people will gravitate to what they know and maybe not take mm-hmm. the chance right on that Thing they never heard of on Spotify or you know right. the comic, uh, you know producer at the PopCon. Yeah, yeah um, I think that's a cool segue into like what what you guys have in your comic books. Like, I know it's horror, but can you tell me some of it is? That? It's kind of a mishmash of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll let Larry talk more about that because okay. he writes both comics. Yeah, okay, so Larry. I'll talk about primary books are um, the Believer and the Omens. Um, you know, as I was saying, I was a, I've always been a huge comic book fan since I was a very little kid. So um, both of these stories are essentially uh, uh, homages or, or love letters to the things that really impacted me as a child. Um, my first comic book love was probably the Justice League. Um, mm-hmm. We used to do uh, flea markets, and you could get like 10 comic books for like a dollar. So I had this huge collection of like 1970s and 1980s Justice League of America comic books. So I really loved that kind of um, the idea of the superheroes who were floating around in the satellite over Earth just looking out. And their whole job was just to protect the planet Earth. And back then in the 70s, it was mostly from environmental threats, which is so so weird. It's so ahead of the curve. Very progressive. Very, very progressive. Um, so there was a lot of that, but again, it was, it was the kind of first thing that really, really grabbed my attention, grabbed my interest and like I say, really developed a love of comic books for me. So, uh, the one book, the believer is really, uh, inspired by that idea of that, uh, pantheon of heroes who are really out there just protecting and willing to sacrifice their life for, um, uh, for the world. So pretty straightforward. And then of course, like I say, I want to put a twist, put my own mark on the story. So we kind of take it into a little different direction by bringing in themes of faith uh, and a character. There was a lot of uh, iconology, you know, you think about Captain America and the shield and dressed in the flag. So I thought, well, you know, if we took that up one notch, you know, how about a, a guy who dresses himself in a Christian flag? So, you know, I kind of throw him into this world and, you know, like everybody, I think anytime we're approached with anybody who's, uh, you know, really outwardly expressing their religion, you kind of want to be like, I'm going to back off a little mm-hmm. bit. Sure. And so, sure. so I kind of throw him into a universe and uh, put it in that. And then I try to throw a little twist in, in that, um, you know, if you believe in uh, the Christian faith, the whole concept basically comes down to this idea that uh, every human is redeemable. So I said, well, how would it be if this character was actually like the world's greatest bad guy who had put this costume on and now everybody's like, even worse, I don't know who he is. So it kind of puts him as a loner in a world of heroes and villains. 
Uh, and that's the basic concept of, uh, uh, for Believer. Now, The Omens really goes to my second love, which was the X-Men. Oh. You know? oh. <laughs> so as a teenager, and this is no joke, um, for my high school prom, and this is most people would be embarrassed, but among nerd culture, you would understand this. <laughs> Instead of going to my high school prom, I stayed at home reading X-Men comic books. Oh, yeah. And I just That's loved, awesome. loved X-Men. I didn't go to prom. I stayed <laughs> home and played Resident Evil. So, yeah. And, and, and my friends were like, my parents were like, oh, don't you want to go to prom? And I'm like, no. I love don't you know, Mom, prom. that I've already asked, got denied, and that's why <laughs> that's, I'm here. That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, there definitely was – that's a part of it. But in, in general, I loved comic books more than I loved anybody sure. in my life, quite frankly. Who's your uh, favorite character, just real quick? Um, yeah. Rogue from the Rogue. X-Men. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Totally. That's a good one. Huge, huge. Huge uh, heart crush. in her story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot Absolutely. of heart in her story. Absolutely. What about you? Why don't we do a little quick roundtable, yeah, yeah. everyone's oh, favorite man. comic book character? You're going to make me say it. Yeah, I'm going to. Ever since I was a little guy, I love Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Ooh, still, there's some, there's some still, heartbreak got, at this table. 30 years of Wonder mm-hmm. Woman comics in my oh, house. Yeah. DC, yeah. too. Man. I like it's that. It's DC. Yeah. 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 Shit, guys, you're putting me on the spot. I'm not oh, too it, well versed it, in the. It was your idea. The sexiest. Who do you think? <laughs> she has to think of a character. Um. I, okay. First person that comes to mind when I think of sexy comic book people, definitely Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine. Logan guy. See, that's, savage. That's where the movie universe has ruined it. Because in the comic book, he was a greasy, filthy pig. Yeah. And that was a character, key character trait. He's yeah. five not foot Not charming three. at all, yeah. not funny. Uh. He had that one-liner. Five foot three and unwashed was yeah. basically how you described Wolverine initially in the comic books. See, but, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've so, only seen him in the movies. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. So what you really are, like is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You're right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> With claws. Who does it? Who does it? Yeah. I'm just waiting for a musical version of the X-Men, like the, the greatest showman. Don't even I think. speak that in, oh, consist- in an existence. Man. Oh Come my on. gosh. That's what the world needs now. My heart can't handle that. Yeah. Wolverine singing. That would oh. make so much money. <laughs> it would. I bet you that Marvel has satellites <laughs> yeah, that they've right. been alerted to us right that's now. Right. They already yeah. got a team on it. Yeah. Wait, Robbie, what's yours? Did you already yeah. say it? Oh, Batman. Batman. Okay. Batman. Classic. Classic. Batman. <laughs> I love just love that universe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some of the best uh female characters i think in comics are in the batman universe poison oh, ivy yeah. Catwoman, totally harley quinn i mean huntress the huntress. huntress oh yeah the huntress that's a good one a lot of great characters a lot of great characters but uh anyway let's uh talk about the omens some more okay yeah so again the omens is kind of uh, again a love letter uh to the x-men um it uh like again i say it was just it was so ingrained in me i so loved it that uh um, part of part of the reason why I love the X Men too was that uh, I was terrible uh, as far as a student went in high school. So I was <laughs> not a smart guy. Um, but they introduced a lot of science in the X Men, so it was all about evolution and all this stuff. And I could go into my science class, and my science teacher would be talking, and you know, like say I'm pretty much a ne'er do well in the back of the class, but you know, they get to certain topics and I could be like, I could rattle off stuff. So I right, love right. the science idea. And it awesome. makes you be like, well, science is kind of cool. Oh yeah. yeah. I, it, it definitely, it started this huge love of science for me. Uh, well, not even just the X-Men. Um, the old Flash comics used to have Flash facts in the back and you'd be like, whoa. And it was his backstory, he stuff. was a, he was a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, uh, a crime scene investigator and right. yeah, totally. It was all about science. So they really threw that in. Um, but so, you know, uh, 
Um, the, the origin essentially of the omens was that, uh, you know, back in the sixties, we really thought that the next step of human evolution would be just this mutation would come in and we would all just kind of suddenly we'd start seeing people show up with powers. Um, but that was really old science. I don't know, like the, the guy who discovered DNA, Francis Crick, uh, in like 1953, he's like, oh, this explains mutations, explains evolution. Um, within 20 years of that, he was like, no, because they realized how uh, complex the coding of DNA is. And he said, no, no, uh, this doesn't work. And he actually was driven to the idea of believing in directed panspermia. And if you guys have ever watched Agent Aliens, mm -hmm. it's the idea that aliens seeded our world uh, purposely for life. And he comes to this conclusion because DNA is so complex. So with that in mind, you know, it kind of takes the idea of evolution and mutation off the table. So when you look at the evolution of mankind, our next step is actually transhumanism. Uh, we had a transhumanist uh, candidate uh, for like transhumanist party for president in the last election. Um, Who was that? Uh, Zoltar Ishtaban. And you'd think that's a oh, fake name. A classic. Yeah, you think it's like he's a great like superhero villain name. Yeah. But uh, he's really pushing for the idea that. Uh, for transhumanism. Yeah, for transhumanism that all people should have the right to modify themselves. So, so the idea is that instead of mutation, we're going to see a group of uh, people evolving through transhumanism, through the modifying of our own DNA. And, and through, and, through technology, technology or through like uh, mm -hmm. biological like yeah. combination oh, yeah, of oh, yeah. just everything. Yeah, the idea the uh, the Pentagon and the uh, Department of Defense have, have for a long time had the idea that if we could give soldiers characteristics of a wolf, not meaning like a werewolf, but like the idea of um, that primal, um, ferocious qualities and, you know, ability to see at night, ability to go without sleeping, that it'd be a huge edge in, in, uh, in the world of, you know, modern warfare, I guess. For sure. Um, so that's, you know, where we get a whore. These aren't werewolves. They're, uh, wolf soldiers, genetic experiments for the, uh, government. And, you know, our main characters in the Omen are, uh, people who are the result of, uh, transhuman experimentation who do in the classic vein of, uh, comic books have superhuman powers. Nice. Um, so it's really, that's, that's, that's not in a nutshell. That's it in, you know, yeah, that's all the chapters. way down the rabbit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about that's that. That's cool. No, no, I asked, man. I love it. I've love never it. heard anything like that. Oh, honestly, yeah, so. That's really interesting because we're kind of seeing that there's a lot of, oh, yeah. of that science fiction kind of mm -hmm. taking place where the implants. Oh yeah. It's really scary to think about. They yeah. put some kind of yeah. microchip in you that you could just, you know, patch in and communicate with someone else. Mm -hmm. Or just like AI type stuff that could mesh with Terminator warfare. ruined yeah. AI yeah. for me. Yeah, that's I that's can true. never look at AI without thinking of <laughs> Skynet. You can't that's trust right, it. That's right. Yeah. You can't oh, trust it. I, I love the AI stories because uh, you see them and they're always train wrecks. We have AI. I don't know if you guys have heard the stories, the news where uh, they develop these AIs and they start talking to each other in a language that they've invented themselves. Oh. And then we don't that. know what they're saying. Yeah, we don't other. know what they're saying, so they have to turn it off. Um, and then it, it gets scary. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I can't remember. Was it, was it, I can't remember if it was Facebook. Somebody had created an AI, and then they put it out in the world, and they let people learn to, let it learn to. Oh, wasn't it Twitter? Chat. Was I was it Twitter? thinking it was yeah. the early days of yeah. Twitter. And that basically trolls immediately turned into a Nazi. So you're what? just like, oh, yeah. Sophia, was it? Was yeah, it, it learned from all the different oh, yeah. conversations on Twitter. 
so it kind of made up its own mind as it went, and they had to shut it down mm-hmm. because it was because too it became like fascist. like a radical and homophobic. Yeah. And wow. yeah, I mean, like it was like this is not my quote, but it, it it said you know Hitler wasn't so bad. I mean, their AI says this. Now it's just a chat bot AI, right? But, mm-hmm. but right. again, you're going to think about Skynet. But it's only <laughs> learning what we've kind that's of right, said. It. That's right. Well, what does that kind of say about right. our own culture? Well, yeah, and again, we got this lot. suppressed, <laughs> like, fascist element in our own culture. <laughs> well, again, if we go into stuff like um, transhumanism, if we turned ourselves into gods, what would make anybody think that we would be good gods? <laughs> I mean, human nature would really say that we would all be just awful people. Terrible. I mean, it's just, but again, that's just, now that's me completely off subject there. But again, no, that's, no, that's cool. Stuff. No, this is what this podcast <laughs> is about. You, you, Taking the relevant, making it relevant, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, people want to hear what's in your mind, you know? Uh, I think I'll scare them if I, if I go too far. <laughs> but this is inspiration for your work, so <laughs> right, exactly. that's, like, really what matters. Well, I think Mark would agree that I've got plenty of information, but I, uh, or inspiration, but not enough work. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't we all? could use a couple more hours of drawing yeah. every day. Yeah, which actually would be a good segue into miscellanea yes. that we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so, like Mark was saying, when we do the conventions, we meet so many great people. Mm-hmm. And again, obviously, by the name of this podcast, you guys are into the idea of local talent. We meet so many great, talented people who really aren't encouraged to pursue their dream, you know. And, and, and a lot of times it's because they're, they're very weird by normal social <laughs> standards. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we've met so many great people who haven't had a venue to tell their stories. So Miscellanea was uh, something that we've wanted to do for three or four years, uh, which would be an anthology allowing friends and people that we meet to uh, submit stories and, uh, and pinups and then try to publish those so that we can find some of those uh, talented people and encourage them to, to get working. Which Yeah, so it's all short stories and comics and pinups. Yeah. Um, we didn't do any ads in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out just by nature, um, everyone is from West Virginia. Oh, that's wow. In that yeah. issue. So just people we'd met along the way and they had half finished things or, yeah. you know, and we said, well, let's let me bug you for a while and yeah. let's get it finished and publish something. Just if you don't do anything else ever, let's say you publish something in a magazine that existed. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Mark, you know. why don't you uh, maybe call him out by name, Leroy? Tell him the story of how you got his. Yeah, the one. There's one gentleman in there, uh, Leroy Brummage, (laughs) and he is an excellent writer. And um, he was having maybe a confidence issue on what to give us or if to give us anything. So I basically resorted to threats with him, and I said, "If you don't have something to me by this date." I'm going to print a blank page <laughs> that says this is where Leroy Brummage's story goes. <laughs> and so he finally turned yeah, up with the story. And it's, one of, it's one of yeah, my favorite yeah. stories in there, too. And, yeah, he's uh, a good story. Good. Another he's local guy did a pinup to go with it. Yeah. And it turned out really well. How That's would awesome. um, someone who's interested in submitting to the magazine be able to get that to you and apply to uh, you know, submit their work? Uh, there's a few ways. We have a Facebook. It's Electromagnetic Press. Um, okay. Our Instagram is Electromagnetic underscore Press. Okay. And then uh, my email address, if they yeah. just want to email me, is 1340media at gmail. And uh, we pretty much take submissions from here. Yeah. We're working on issue two. I already have four or five yeah. finished submissions for it for us to look at. Um, it'll be a little broader. Um, yeah. I don't know if we said this 
since we've been recording or not, but our third partner, Shane, uh, Shane Moore, he lives in New York. So this one, we're going to open up a little broader. It right. won't just be West Virginia people. Going right. full-blown uh, East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go. Anywhere. Anybody that wants to submit, if you're listening to this, send me an email. Yeah. Obviously preferable <laughs> so, that we have somebody that we, we've we meet in person. But uh, yeah, yeah, like I say, we're always looking for uh, anybody who's got uh, got talent or thinks they have talent or has a story and they want to tell. In all genres. like Yeah, we don't have a theme. Yeah. Nice. This one turned out kind of sci-fi <laughs> and horror related, but yeah. that was by accident. It, it turned right? out a little, so, it turned out it a little just, dark. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a little... Yeah, but then there's like movie. this... You get a lot of that with the comic book <laughs> you world, do. though. You do. That's, you that's, really, really do. It brings out the trolls. <laughs> right. Well, there's this <laughs> manga thing right in the middle of it. So. That's true. <laughs> there's like oh, yeah. three pages and, of manga right in the middle. And my piece in there is an old comic book... Uh, me and Shane used to work on years ago, uh, Shane being our other partner. Uh, it's uh, the Fairmont Five, about uh, five teenagers or post-teenagers in Fairmont who get superhuman powers in a world, you know, like the DC Universe type world. Okay. And they don't want to move to the big city, so they, you know, try to, f- you know, fight crime in Fairmont, which essentially means they don't do anything other than <laughs> practice fighting. So. Uh, so we get a first installment of them versus the Mothman. So with that, and then Dane had a 03 story in there. That is, mm-hmm. those That's are the two lighthearted, um, you know, goofball moments. But uh, yeah, it did turn out a little dark. But again, thematically, we're we're open yeah. to just about anything as long as it doesn't go uh, uh, into a <laughs> crazy off the scale. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, the guy that did the cover, uh, Romy Williamson's his yeah. name. Uh, he does fantastic stuff, oh, and yeah. he's moved into like motion comics and he does um he's doing a lot of body paint stuff with his wife now and they're making dragon statues and selling them online that he's handcrafting like he's got oh yeah his artwork really just really beautiful just beautiful and again he's this guy that we met and again i you know i don't even remember how we met well we were in tricon Tricon, Tricon, and you know again he was just so thankful for our encouragement at the time and you know he's a guy who's clearly more talented than than i am more more talented than maybe not more talented than mark but that draws some pretty wicked stickers (laughs) he's a very very talented artist and again he was just so thankful for our encouragement in in his artwork and we realized you know we shouldn't have to be encouraging these guys who are so much better than us, but we found that, that it really is a common theme of people getting very discouraged when they try mm-hmm. to try to make their own art, whether it be writing or or illustration. There's a lot of, um, again, the internet back to the AI. There's yeah. a lot of you know people. A lot of negativity. Yeah, a lot of negativity. A lot yeah. of Self-doubt human nature in your yeah, like self-doubt. abilities, and yeah. capacity to do things. Absolutely. And the last thing you want to do is put yourself out there and then have a hundred people tell you you suck, and then mm-hmm. and even and then. You know, twenty people tell you you're great. Well, you're not going to think about the twenty people who tell you you're great. No. All you're yeah. going to see is a hundred people tell me I suck. So that's what you should do for yourself. As long as it exactly makes you happy. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, you got to love it. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of that. You, no matter what you're doing artistically, march to the beat of your own drum, and then let people find you because you yes. do it for yourself. Uh, and you know, I always think about there's so many great examples. You know, who would have thought that? a romance novel about werewolves and vampires would spawn the, the Twilight Saga. Not that I'm into that, but, you know, that's a huge audience. Huge. And I can I can imagine if her friends probably reading that and being like, this is weird. You're it's, a grown she, yeah. woman. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's like, what's attractive about a 100-year-old a man <laughs> to this teenage girl? But but yet again, to that beat of your own drum, you, you do what, I mean, we've met so many wonderful people who whose ideas are, just wonderfully out there. 
wonderfully out there. <laughs> and that's how people spark more new ideas, honestly, mm -hmm. by seeing mm -hmm. other people's weird and crazy art or, you know, if they really like it and admire it, then it'll just inspire them to do their mm -hmm. own thing. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. There's even, there's a story in uh, Miscellanea that, uh, I can't think of the name of it right off the bat, but it's a little girl from Grafton. She's 15. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She was, Rouge, ta Rouge Taylor. Yeah, she goes by the name Rouge Taylor. Oh, My Past Chapter One. Yeah, yeah. So this is just something she was writing. We did a little editing with it. We had a pinup made with it, mm -hmm. but um, that was our first experience with having to get parental permission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which we're but, not uh, we're not looking to do again. But, if, you know, so. you know, there's a, <laughs> but there's a lot of high school kids out there that are experimenting with writing and stuff like that. And if you can catch people early and give them a little confidence, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who's going to be yeah. the next big thing? Yeah, you could be that platform for them to do something yeah. even bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm well past thinking or, or even hoping that I'll be the next big thing at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so hopeful that I can be a part of somebody <laughs> that will be the next big thing. Creating something yeah. you love yeah. and putting out a positive environment to hopefully right. impact others yeah. to want to embrace their own creativity. Absolutely. Right. I uh, They say this all the time, and it's kind of cliche, but art does kind of save lives. And I'm actually proof of that because in high school I was not a good kid. Yep. Yeah. I was involved with things that really? a 16 years old, 16 year old mm -hmm. should never be involved mm -hmm. in. I told, mm -hmm. you know, in the last few years talked about some of those things with my parents for the first mm -hmm. time and, you know, made my mother kind of cry kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. But it was art because my art teacher was cool yep. and he would less, let us listen to whatever we wanted in class just that we were there and just participating in something that was like good enough yep. for him. And I learned to love it. Yep. And, uh, I never would have went to college and kind of just escaped my group of friends that I was hanging out with that time. If it wasn't for art, it was just something to put myself in. Yeah. And I found that I loved the introspection of creating things. Mm -hmm. I felt like I, for the first time was finding about like the true sincere me yeah. rather than, doing whatever my friends wanted right. to do at the time, which was right. just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, you know, like say, when you really think about it, creativity is a gift to the world around you. You're, you're giving of yourself, which is one of the best ways to improve self-esteem is to, you know, do things for other people. So you, you create something new out there. And like I say, hopefully you can find an, a niche that enjoys what you do. And, mm -hmm. You know, like I say, again, it's a gift to the world. So it is. It it's is. amazing. Uh, you know, We've said this on the podcast a few times. It's really hard in this state to be a creative person mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. there unfortunately isn't as much emphasis in our communities to be that person. Absolutely. Why don't you just work? Why don't you do that? Well, we're doing that too, but yeah, how about yeah. rather than just sit around and bitch about how my life sucks, I'm going to just create <laughs> something yeah. in my off time. Yeah. Right. And that's a huge commitment. It's like taking on a relationship. Right. And uh, the only person to keep it afloat is you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really hard, but it's one of the most gratifying things. Yeah. For sure. I have, I'm just going to say sure. one of my favorite quotes is by Jim Carrey and it totally like exemplifies like how I feel about art and it's uh, risk being seen in all your glory. <laughs> and I totally like resonate with that so mm -hmm. hard. And I feel like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, some other people can too. Yeah, I'll throw you back a quote. Uh, I'm not sure who this came from originally. I, I heard it from Zig Ziglar, but it was a quote of somebody else or a mashup of quotes. But it said, the, uh, 
the greatest tragedy in the world is not the waste of our natural resources, although that's terrible, but it's the waste of the human resources. And he kind of combines that with the idea that it's a huge tragedy that so many people in the world go to their grave with their music in them. And that idea is just like, yeah, you think about what hasn't been produced out there that like could, could be changing lives. Like I say, again, you know, um, you know, similarly, like I say, the comic books got me through a tough period of my life. Yeah. Uh, art gets you through. And I mean, Mark's a great example of music, you know, all these things, uh, really help those people who are struggling really keep going and find the joy in sometimes otherwise miserable lives. It's just, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's real, real shame. And like I say, I'd like everybody just, I would love if everybody committed to doing doing something creative at some point. The world yeah. would be a better place because yeah. yeah. rather than sitting back on your couch and yeah. just hating on everything yeah. and message boards, why don't oh, you yeah. have the courage to dig yeah. deep and actually try to make oh, something yeah. and then even more dare to show it to someone right. else. Right. Yeah. yeah, That's the hard part. Dare uh, yeah. to put it out yeah. there. But that's uh, where like... I don't know. I feel like the community comes in in that part and like compassion and like understanding because when you're putting yourself out there, putting yourself in that vulnerable situation then you want people to like lift you up. You don't, I don't know. I feel like I've been in so many situations where people are just like, you're different. Like sit down, right. you know? Oh yeah. 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 But yeah. And that's one, that's our main thing with this really at this point we've <laughs> sort of evolved to that. Mm-hmm. But, um, cause we're, we love our day jobs, mm-hmm. you know, Larry and I have day jobs that we like going to every day. Right. And this is our, but this is another side of us. And it's important to express all those sides, you know? And like I said, I think our favorite part has been just starting to do yeah. more conventions and getting out there and just talking to people and, mm-hmm. and the, learning about the community. Yeah. 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 And it finally get that, not that you need um, that assurance from someone else, but it's nice to have that understanding and to yeah. make that connection. Right. Um, to use art as that kind of bridge between two people from two different yeah. places yeah. who may believe in two completely different things re- with their religion or their mm-hmm. politics. But that's why art's kind of a beautiful thing. Right. And that was sort of our pitch with miscellanea to people is it's important that you put something out there. Like you said, it's important that what mm-hmm. you have in your head exists. Yes. And, you know, right. we're older, so we're not like, uh, <laughs> we're ancient. you know, we don't They're want it to, really young. <laughs> we don't want it to, we don't want it to exist in a digital format. Right. We want you to hold something in your hands right. that you created. You know, I think that's really yeah. important, the physical aspect of it. Right. Putting something on paper, it takes a sacrifice. Uh, printing that is, it, there's cost in that and uh, mm-hmm. there's labor and, you know, the, the printers <laughs> labor over, we labor over it. Our partner Shane uh, did all the design and layout in this. He labored over this. So all of that um, was an investment in what these people created. So, uh, you know, you do the, like say, we could have done this digitally and that's great. But uh, yeah, this is I same. love, this see, is you can't do this with the digital. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> see, and I oh, <laughs> see. My That's background. why you buy the CD or He's you buy the it. Book. He just sniffed it for yeah. those yeah. of you who can't see the shit. <sighs> well, you beat me to it because my background's in music. Fuck your PDF file. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, what's your your Be- background? Before I came into this, you know, I played in a band for a long time, and yeah. I did it a while professionally, and I still buy CDs. 
and I still do. don't like yeah. to download stuff. And I have partly because I have trouble organizing downloads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's track really confusing. 01, track O two. <laughs> what folder did I put that in? So you know, I worked. I played in a band, and I had a. I have a website um, where I review music and interview bands and stuff. They've had for a long, long time, and. I kind of brought that mentality to these guys. I think I was like, well, you're sitting on some comics and I know how to go out and sell things yeah. because dinner depended on it for a while there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So what kind of band did you play in? I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> we did a little bit of everything. I guess he probably settled into a hard rock kind of vein. Nice. Borderline heavy metal kind of thing. Oh, so, is that music but, still available? It's probably out there somewhere. <laughs> um, so Shamelessly plug it, dude. He's so coy now. Now that it's about yeah. him. Oh, just <laughs> let me tell you all about it. Yeah. That MySpace so, exists. Tell him where to find it. It probably still There's probably a band camp there for. Um, so we played from 93 to 2003. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then we did a little. There's a band camp from a little reunion thing we did in 2012. So if anybody is interested, it's Wonder Boy PhD. Nice. So because the band Wonder Boy tried to sue us, so we became doctors. <laughs> Once again, cease and desist, friend. Cease and desist. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. So, uh, but that's sort of the mentality. Yeah, the that DIY I approach. I was like, yeah, I know, I know how to go places and stand at a booth and hmm. organize all that. So. Yeah. Yeah, Shane and I were completely lost until Mark came along. We, uh, you we need had, an organizer yeah. to corral the creative minds. Yeah. I we, call uh, myself the handler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we had convinced ourselves that if we printed our first issues, that then the world would just sit up and take notice, and then somebody would come in and fix everything for us. And Stanley we, will see this exactly. once we put it out there. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so we 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 created our first issues. Um, Alex, I had wrote both. Uh, I, had il- I had illustrated the Believer. Shane had illustrated the Omens. We printed those first issues, and we were so proud of them. And we took them out to a couple of conventions, and uh, I think maybe only one convention. <laughs> I'm not sure. And uh, just nothing happened. We were like, well, we're going to sell these at a dollar a piece and people are going to be handing us money hand over fist because this is such a good deal. And it was like, we had, to, we literally had to give them away. We would tell people if you would sing us a song, we would give you a copy and things like that. And, yeah. And then you realize, um, holy yeah. shit, I'm going to have to try to, I'm going to have to have a pitch to give it away. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, after that, we were kind of, uh, we had pretty much stalled out. And I think we were doing a um, free comic book day. Uh, here at Comics Paradise Plus, and we met met Mark through that, and uh, he, we became Facebook friends. And then Mark and I realized we had a lot of the same music interests, and uh, and then uh, and he was a teacher at my kid's school, so he became like a wife approved friend. I don't know if you guys have. There, there comes a time in your life where if your wife, you have to have. I'm not that approval. Friend. Yeah, <laughs> right? we we cannot hang out. We cannot hang out. Yeah, but, yeah, but he I became this wife approved friend, and uh, like I say, brought in so much to this. And uh, like I say, he keeps us going. Uh, I'm particularly really bad about not uh, not finishing my ideas. <laughs> so I'm sure you probably see that a lot with creative people. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a struggle. Yeah, real struggle. It's a struggle. Hence the handler. That's right. Handler. It's my job the to text, muscle. text every 10 minutes. Yeah. You got any more pages yet? Yeah, yeah. man. How's that? How's Send that threads. Yeah, that's right. How's that Pretty new issue coming along? So slowly. You know what I like to do with my own writing is when they're like, how did it go? It's like, well, you know, we didn't. We weren't as productive as we would have liked, but the pre-writing went great today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the notebook, you know, got a little more full today. <laughs> so there's some good stuff in there. 
spend a couple <laughs> hours getting inspiration, you know. Right. Yeah, that's right. I read about a hundred comic books and went into a like, YouTube yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That didn't mean for it to happen. Yeah. YouTube. <laughs> Where do you guys find like most of your inspiration? Like individually? I know that's such a vague, broad question, but like it's, what like is the most recent inspiration <laughs> that you have had that like spurred a new idea? Um, well, What's percolating right now? What's uh, what do you think is percolating uh, with, right now? I'll tell you. With me, everything comes back to music. Yeah. So, not oh, too yeah. long ago, Jeremy, uh, I heard this song called "Go," oh. and so, and it's talking about it's just a stupid kind of party song. It's like wherever you go, wherever we go, that's oh, where yeah. the party's at. Yeah. And it talked about having welcome mats. So we started taking welcome mats and putting them in front of our booth at conventions because <laughs> yeah. they're like, yeah, that's right. It'll awesome. make everybody feel like they're little like a part of the party, you know. Yeah. And um, there's in miscellanea too. There's a, it's called the Revelator. It's a comic mm. and it's beginning of a thing we've done. It's a musician friend of mine did this series of EPs about the end of the world, and the long and short of it is um, that the end of the world happens and people are pissed off. So they decide they're going to blow up the moon to get revenge on God or the universe yeah. or whatever no, is going on. We're taking the moon with us, <laughs> solar system. <laughs> so we worked with our friend Travis Smith, and we have um, the first few pages of it. Ultimately, we want to make it into a full comic and package the CD with it. Right. That's awesome. Put the whole thing together. It's like together. a supplemental thing. So uh, Yeah, so it's always music for me. Everything comes yeah. back to music. Mm, I love that. Yeah. For me, I guess it's, uh, like I say, obviously uh, – um, well, I mean, two things. I mean, primarily um, uh, faith. I'm a big believer in the supernatural worldview. I, I think that. Uh, I was kind of looking at your t shirt. Is that uh, West Virginia West Virginia Paranormal? Ghostbusters? No, West Virginia Ghostbusters. So these are just the cause, guys who cosplay as Ghostbusters. Uh, we see them. I don't know if they were at PopCon last year. I don't Sometimes think they, they were. I've heard of them. Inflatable. Yeah. Marshmallow, uh, Man. Off marshmallow Man. Oh, yeah. yeah, they have so the inflatable slime. They're, they're wonderful. They do a lot of children's charity stuff. Yeah. That's like cool. That. Yeah, yeah, that's so. where I've heard their, that name before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you probably yeah. saw the Star Wars guys at PopCon. All the, the uh, there's a, They have a big setup in the back, and they mm. have all the different... They all dress as Star Wars characters, and they're like this really organized like national organization. Yeah. These oh, wow. Ghostbusters guys are like that. That's yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, apparently Dan Aykroyd uh, gave everybody approval to do this uh, nationwide. Like these guys get to dress up as Ghostbusters, and there's no cease and desist worries with that. And as, as long yeah. as they're going to events for kids yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, trying not to, for profit for fun. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm Making sure nobody. Sure they don't send them. Well, you know, on this six hundred dollar <laughs> bill, we had to charge you one fifty for right. the Ecto one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's wearing tear. Nobody's <laughs> making money dressing up as Ghostbusters. No, no, and that's a shame. Guys, yeah, that's yeah. a shame. What a national treasure. Yeah, that outfit is. Oh, man, but, but the uh, supernatural, like, really. Yeah, you're into that. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. also? You're talking about the Mothman earlier. Are you also into the cryptozoology a little bit? Yes, I am. I oh, really am. we could Here go. I would hold that. That, <laughs> that being said, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a left turn on this. If you okay. get into the cryptozoology world right now, there's a lot of um, movement more toward, instead of physical creatures, supernatural. And this is going to sound really, really crazy. And it's not my idea. I can't take possession of this. But there's a movement toward um, reconciling a lot of these stories with fairy lore. 
So like you get even into Bigfoot and apparently Bigfoot is really, there's a lot of, um, corresponding fairy creatures. Um, for example, um, have you guys, have you, you guys are familiar with like a ghillie suit? Like, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, yeah. So uh, a ghillie suit is actually named after a mythical fairy creature called a ghillie, which is a big hairy man who, you know, it lives in the forest kind of thing. But Wait, again, can we backtrack one second? Yeah, What's sure. a ghillie? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that because I'm yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's like thing? it's like a camouflage yeah. hunting suit that's equipped with leaves. It's like something that oh, you would yeah. anticipate oh, yeah, a yeah. sniper to be Nation. hiding out in. There's an OK Go oh, okay, video. Okay. Yeah. They wear those. See? Back yeah. to music. Yeah, there okay, you go. go. <laughs> always back to music. But so, uh, so there's a lot of push to um, – or currently a subculture, I guess, of the cryptozoology who are saying, listen, this stuff, they're not physical creatures. There's no... Quit harping about yeah. the physical evidence Right, already. right. And, and, and Bigfoot people hate that because mm-hmm. they have a lot of evidence that say, oh, this is a physical creature. And you say, well, you know, fairies... Where are the bones? Where's the dead one? That's yeah. right. That's right. You <laughs> always get that. So there's this big push. So I'm really into a lot of the fairy lore Um and, and like I say, again, kind of how it overlaps and even into poltergeist um, behaviors. Mm-hmm. And what's also funny is uh, you get a lot of poltergeist activity in Bigfoot. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Bigfoot stories. I, I'm actually more familiar than uh, the audience. Than most. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask this. Are you familiar with the phenomenon really common in Bigfoot occurrences of uh, throwing rocks? Right. Well, like there's a lot of stories you're going to get where people will comment um, that – I think Minerva uh, might have been one of the ones here that's um, you uh, that the rocks are hot that they get these rocks and they feel like they're they're heated almost like they can find the rocks because when they pick them up they're kind of warm yeah and uh, you kind of overlap this with the uh, poltergeist activity where you know poltergeist is basically stuff just flies out of nowhere sure all over the place and so th- it gets kind of cold mm-hmm, you know what I mean you mm-hmm. get these uh, environmental changes. Mm-hmm. And then there's kind of the distance of like wood knocking and, you know, what's poltergeist activity? Almost always always knocking. Yeah, right? the three so, knocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I'm really into the idea of non-physical. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm, we love I'm, it. I'm deep now. So, so my, my basic. We're not going back now. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm going to try to circle myself back to inspiration. So I fully believe that we live in a spiritual world. And that we are limited to the physical realm, the three spatial dimensions and one time dimension. And that just like an iceberg, you know, we're at the tip of the iceberg. We're what's above the water. Right. But we are connected and live as part of this bigger under the water iceberg. Like icebergs are like 80% under the water. And I think that what we see is that we are supernatural beings. And I think that we all on some level tend to acknowledge that. I mean, you know, there's religion everywhere in the world. I don't think, you know, you can't find a place where there was no religion. Or belief sets. Yeah, belief sets. and In the afterlife. Yeah. and Yeah, so, soul. right, right. And, and you know, like I say, one of the evidences is like, when I started writing The Believer, um, it's probably in about 2004, there was a huge movement called New Atheism. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with people How does like, that differ not. from regular atheism? You know what? I'm it's not just newer. <laughs> sure, yeah. The, and the New Atheist. The answer is simple. Yeah. It doesn't. The New Atheist. Yeah. Well, the New Atheist kind of got rid of that idea. But for a while, it was Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins and PZ Myers and some other guys. But uh, there was this big movement, and it was a real push for you know ration, reason, and, and moving away from religion. And, uh, Sam Harris, he's still pretty active. He was just on yeah. Joe Rogan, I think. Yeah, that's how I know about 
about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there was this huge push that says, hey, let's get away from the spiritual and say, let's be reasonable people and believe in the, the natural. And, and what happened after that push was just supremely interesting to me was that in America, uh, at the time around, um, I think it was around 2013, uh, 80% of Americans identified as Christians. And then now the most recent, I don't know if it was last year or 2016, uh, maybe it was 2017, it's down to about 75%. So A 5% in a nationwide survey is pretty big. Yeah, That's yeah. A big so deal. a huge push away. And, you know, what we would expect to see is that these new atheist movements have driven people away from Christianity. But what you may have also noticed is that there's been a huge surge of um, Wicca, um, witchcraft in general, Satanism right. as a religion itself. Sure. So that whenever you drive away, there's just no getting away from the the fact that we all think we got to believe something in something bigger. Yeah, something yeah. bigger. But see, I, I I would say even beyond belief, I think we all feel. That there's something. And I mean, I think even going back to when we were little kids and the monster under the bed. Sure. I mean, I know that I was old enough to know that there was no monster under the bed physically, but to know that I'm still afraid of something other that exists mm-hmm. out there. So. Right. It's indisputable that there's just another type of energy around right. you. Another type of energy. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a gilly. I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Sometimes uh, it just takes one experience because mm-hmm. I used to be... I don't want to say hardcore atheist, but <laughs> in my teenage years, I was very just anti everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. My parents, authority, religion, yeah. <laughs> just don't tell me yeah. anything. Yeah. I don't believe in any of it. Right. And I think that's what like people like Sam Harris really jumped on this idea that that there's this we want to rebel against the religion. Sure. And, and there's this definite room that says, Hey, I don't like the society structure. We can see this doesn't look like what I think it should be. But again, you know, when he drives people away from the major organized religions, like they're not rational because we're not rational people. We believe right. in a spiritual world. So And you I feel think it's it fascinating. Yeah, I think I think even <laughs> though I felt that way, um, I still in the back of my mind was never confident mm-hmm. in that outlook. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you can just feel mm-hmm. like the vibrations. Oh, yeah. And then the first place I ever moved into when I left the nest was haunted oh, as hell. Yes. I was gonna say yes. you should mention haunted yes. as <laughs> yes. hell. And please, it's please share. <laughs> seven months. I only lasted mm-hmm. seven months. Oh yeah. And um, really for like the first month and a half, nothing really happened. And then it was small stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like things would get moved around, things would be lost. Yeah. Um, I got this crazy story about I once lost my wallet. I very OCD about yeah. where I put things I don't need to lose. I put them in the same places right. Right. to know that if they're not there, something terrible has happened. Um, I lost this Walmart or this wallet of mine, and I even even went so far as to confront someone like who I thought took it Oh, nice! and everything. And it just was gone for almost a month. And then mm. one day it just yeah. showed up exactly oh, where I yeah. left it. It just showed up. I looked at all the stuff was yeah. in it, all my cards, mm. credit cards that I had canceled the exact same amount of cash. And then things uh, really, that was like the reveal. Mm-hmm. It mm. was as if, as if it wanted me to know yeah. that, it sees me and it wanted right. me to see it. And then right. everything after that got really crazy. Yeah. And you, you hit on something that I, I firmly believe is that the supernatural world exists and that there is an extremely dark element. And what it desires is to be seen by us and to be drawn into this 
this level of our reality. Yeah. And even though I believe they're more powerful than us, that they're bigger in mm-hmm. the iceberg scheme of things, I think that they desire for some reason to interact with us, but it's pretty much always goes to a terror place. Yeah. And you look at even like say Bigfoot, yeah. there's, um, again, if we say supernatural Bigfoot, there's pretty much an element of terror. You don't get a lot of, I mean, there are some benign stories, but it mm-hmm. almost always goes into um, like more of a natural as if you were to encounter yeah. any kind of alpha dominant, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. entity out, you know, okay. it's, if you see a silverback gorilla somewhere, it's not going to be like, Hey, what's up? Right. It's right, be right like, get right. the hell out. This <laughs> is mine. Right. This is all me right yeah, here. You need yeah. to get out. Right. But what I would go into though, is that the idea is that, um, Bigfoot, I don't think is like, if Bigfoot wanted to be completely unknown, it could be completely unknown. Right. I feel like it toys with us. And you sure. see this with ghost hunters and things like this. Yeah. Those ghost hunter guys, I don't know if you guys, I mean, ghost hunter is still relevant, I guess, relatively speaking. But It was, it was like the biggest yeah. show of that, of that right, genre. Right. Yeah. But anybody who gets into it, they get to this place where they're this, just sure that they're only like a millimeter away from proving it exists. Mm-hmm. Because there's this fine line that it wants us to see it. But it's like, it will never take them to that. Like, oh, here I am kind of thing. And it's um, Josh Gates. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Expedition Unknown is his current show. Oh, I'm aware yeah. of the show. Yeah. 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 So he uh, he used to do a show called, um, uh, or no, Expedition Unknown, maybe the old one. I think it's, now I've, I've messed it up now. But anyways, he, his older show, it was Cryptids. Okay. But he, then he got into a few episodes with his ghost, and then it became all about ghosts because yeah. he's so sure it's provable, just so sure. And it's it's really difficult to kind of relay those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. and like anything else. You had to be there. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, like your story. Our minds are kind of unreliable. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. That's true. It's like I could tell you with, with certainty, be like, you know, I experienced this. Like, right, I know right, what I right. felt. But even then. How reliable are any of our memories? Right. Well, it's kind of crazy. Now we're getting into the, are we just brains in a jar somewhere? And would we know if we were just brains in a jar? No, I have a question before we move on. Because I'm very interested. You said that like, okay, these things, they want to be seen Mm -hmm. and they do these actions that, Mm -hmm. I don't know, are sometimes terror, like inducing. But do you think that it's out of aggression from those Things, entities, slash whatever, or do you think that because we don't understand it, it is terror-inducing in that way because of our, you know, yeah. lack of knowledge? <laughs> well, I feel like Mark's giving me this look like you're so it's far a- off topic. Larry, no, I'm but, just like, so, this is all about so you. It's over again, my head Part now. of my inspiration is my that, that I believe this is a supernatural world. I believe that in all cases, ultimately the goal is... And you'll see this in like um, movies like the first Poltergeist, and you see this is so common in ghost stories. The ghost will show up, and often it's you know mundane things. And it was cutesy tricks, right. and then you know people very commonly will name the ghost, and then they'll be like, "Oh, you know, Margaret is banging around in the kitchen again." <laughs> <laughs> but it always once it gets attention, which I believe goes back to even like vampire lore. Yeah. Once it gets your permission to right. interact with you. It turns aggressive, yeah. and and it it, it it does not like us, and, and again, it's mm-hmm. not just into 
um, the ghost phenomenon, but mm -hmm. you see this with contactees with UFO, people who believe they've been abducted. It's almost always like, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you've been chosen, you're special, and this is a peaceful, you know, we want to help you change the earth. But then there's like, the well, they probe me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But again, it's just this constant idea that, and you think, okay, if these are really space aliens from somewhere far away, yeah. they could clearly probe you without hurting you, right? I mean, we, we do it to gazelle, right? And it's like, you put them out, they don't know what happened. Right, but there's right. almost always this physical uh, pain, but not just pain, terror. Right. And, uh, you know, like I say, I kind of lump everything into the idea that there's a supernatural worldview uh, and that the spiritual entities don't like us. And you'll yeah. see this even in, um, even in people who are big in um, channeling spirits. They're always like, well, I'm special, but all the other spirits lie to you. You kind of get that as a common reoccurring theme. It's like, I'm channeling these ancient wise beings, but you know, you can't trust any other ancient wise beings <laughs> that are contacting people. Mm -hmm. So there, again, there's just this whole underlying theme of, um, of, of these, and again, like say, I mean, uh, I'm so far off topic, but no, no, no I this love is, it. This is I great. love it. This is great. I'm so sorry, I have one I'm, other question okay, too. You, and, go, you, oh, you go ahead before I start. Rambling. Oh, I was going to say, like, <laughs> do you think that they act like this and they being whoever, whatever yeah, is out yeah. there, whatever we're talking about, like, do you think they are like mean to us or, you know, harmful because they like think it's a competition for like spiritual resources in a way? I would say, well, <laughs> I'm going to lay this out on the table. I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, I hope that doesn't turn anybody no, off. But, no, no, But no. I, am, I am seriously. We love everybody here. I am seriously Christian. I, I seriously believe in, you know, the, the theology uh, mm -hmm. of Christianity. I believe that, and again, you're going to hear some things that you're not going to hear from most Christians, I hope. But I, I believe that there was a natural order that was created and that humans, for whatever reason, not that they deserve it, have taken a place of um, a special place in God's view. So the Bible, by not the Bible, like all of the ancient texts, even Canaanite and Ugaritic, they talk about these other gods who were the, kind of like the first children of God. And, and, and like there's this, always this idea of this over God. Um, when you get into scholarly, it's scholarly, they call it an otios deity. He's a god who created a bunch of other gods to rule over, and those other gods really stank at their job, and now he's punished them. It's the titans who were uh, chained in Tartarus, um, the Gregory or the Watchers, see the Book of Enoch, where they've, they came to people and they gave them technology, and it was bad. You know, it's makeup. It's uh, not the makeup's bad, but it's like makeup and weapons. Right. They taught abortion, all these weird, weird things. And then God says, I'm going to punish you guys. And, and, and basically, like I say, that's where you get them chained in Tartarus. And, and then there's this whole idea that they had offspring with women. And um, basically, the idea from a Christian concept, if you're looking at this, is that they lost favor with God. And now humans are essentially like the new girlfriend that the ex and they're the ex girlfriend they just hate you you know have you ever seen that scenario where well like the angels like, uh, like there's that mm -hmm. classic narrative that you know what if uh 
the angels closest to God waged war on God by punishing humanity, like the prophecy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that whole... Yeah, the prophecy is a great, great, right, great like, set of films. At least the first one was great. Right, the, right, well, the first one, yeah. Christopher Walken, <laughs> Christopher shout Walken, out. right, right. Uh, but yeah, that's where it's kind of yeah, going. It's yeah, like the, they were the favored ones, and now yeah. the, we're the new piece yeah. coming out of left yeah. field, and yeah. they don't like that. Yeah, so I, I filter everything through this, this, this Christian view. Uh, so a lot of people will probably find faults with how I see it, but again, I think that there's this constant theme is they don't like us. They hate us. It's more than um, the Mothman prophecies. Do you ever guys see that movie? Yeah. No. Uh, the, the character who replaces John Keelanet says that they're like children pulling the wings off of flies. And that's the kind of thing you get with the aliens and these supernatural beings. Right. You, they want you to be the pincushion. Yeah, they be the pincushion. Yeah. I'm it's just like, gonna. Yeah, it's like just take, like I yeah. can I can hurt you, so I will. Right. And you think if they're these greater beings, why would they why would they be like that? Because right. we we think that ourselves as we get better, we're going to learn to be more loving to other people. And this is clearly just not. more information, more <laughs> yeah. punishment. Yeah. Yeah, so again, I, I know I'm like so far oh. off. I'm sorry. <laughs> All these things inform our comic books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, well, that's the bottom about line is that I have, yeah, yeah, I have, I have developed over time a really um, core philosophy about the world we live in, mm -hmm. and that informs me as I write the omens. Even though it's about science, you know, the idea is these creatures have always messed with humankind, and even if you look at things like. Um, um, Steve Jobs in creating Apple, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, you know, he really got a lot of his ideas while taking LSD. Yes. And you see. And DMT. Yeah, and, and DMT, like exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get these guys who are studying DMT and ketamine and, and things like this, and what they find is that. Starts in the Ivy League. Yeah, Timothy yeah. Timothy Leary and all that Timothy stuff. Timothy Leary, all, all this Ivy stuff. League. Right. And then if you even get into um, ayahuasca and all this stuff, mm -hmm. what you're seeing is people are touching this larger supernatural world. That again, that we're not supposed to go into. Right. I feel like that's us traveling there. And then, you know, they give us technology. And that story goes back to the book of Enoch, where again, the angels, we'll call them angels, gave humans technology, but not really to better humans. They gave us warfare. Right. And, and, you know, like say, you see that in the Bible, but what's really weird, you go to South America and you see the, uh, the uh, early South Americans saying uh, Viracocha visited them, and he was this white dude who brought technology and rules. And you know, again, it's just this theory of uh, this intervening in humankind and and messing it up, basically giving us reasons or ways to be worse than what we are. And I think technology often yeah. is that key. It's, it's like the toolkit of our own self destruction. Right, right. Yeah. It's like it's like I don't have to crush humans. I can give you guys the internet and you'll just crush yourself. Right, right. Here's here's the rope, guys. Yeah. I'm just going to give you a little time. Mm -hmm. So again, like I say, and, and, and to try to make this coherent, it really just all of this um, I try to insert into what I'm writing because I think it's a, like I say, it's my personal philosophy and, and I'd like to share that. Yeah. Um, and like I say, it's, uh, and in a way, like I say, as a Christian, it's, it's in, like, I don't want to call it evangelism because we're used to the idea that evangelism is the guy knocking at your door and saying, let me tell you about Jesus. Sure. But I'm saying, hey, look, if you believe in the supernatural at all, mm -hmm. it's like, it should be the most important thing in the world to you. And, you know, is it, is it real? Is it not real? And if it's real, you know, how does it affect me? And I should live every day like I'm trying to figure this out. So. Right. That's really interesting, man. This was this has been a great podcast. I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, no don't apologize deep. at all. No, this has been cool. a great podcast. I'll add to that too. If you come out to a convention, yes, 
one of the most fascinating things I've seen in my life is standing in the middle of like 500 people and watching him have that conversation with like a 50 year old dressed like a Power Ranger. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. There's, there's there's nothing quite it's as pretty fun awesome as, as starting off a, a warm conversation. This is serious. Yeah. As I'm dressed as a t- right. a child show character. <laughs> so so to further lighten the mood, I want to tell you guys. You guys did PopCon, or well, some of you guys did PopCon last year. Uh, Mark and I have a favorite thing to do at comic book conventions when things get a little slow. All right. And I want to share this with you because this helps. That's awesome. We purposefully misidentify cosplayers. And that is one of the best things to do. Like Attack on Titan, if they're dressed like that, it's like, oh, look, there's Zelda, Legend of Zelda. Oh, no, you do. Yeah. What about those scouts you get? They love do it. they yeah. love it? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some of our better ones? We, we've had a few good know. ones. When we were out in Allentown, we called everybody Spider-Man for like two hours. Everybody. And you like said it, you're like, It's hey. a polarizing character, yeah. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> now, now and, and like I said, that may sound like mocking, but we always you know, bring them in and talk right, to them and they're right. warm afterwards. They quickly realize yeah, that, that I'm just goofing. Fans. But, sure. uh, we'll get them to pose with a comic and yeah, put yeah. them on our social media. But you media. should see their face. The, the Again, the, the, the comic book culture is so wonderful. But the, when you tell somebody, that they're it's like sports it's not some people just don't have a sense of humor yeah Yeah, they they don't (laughs) they do not want you to think that they're and they're so quick to correct you too they're like and they're happy to correct you it's like no this is doctor who i don't remember what the oh the dalek it's like that's a great r2d2 that would literally be my life if i went to comic-con just like saying everything wrong (laughs) yeah sometimes it's not on purpose sometimes we sometimes people will walk by and we'll debate for like 45 minutes what we think it is before we say anything Mm-hmm. And usually we're wrong, especially right. with newer things. Yeah, like, that's what with Attack on Titan. It took us forever, uh, so we would see the same cosplay again and again. And we're like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, but it must be popular. Yeah, so. or Steven Universe. Oh, Steven me. Universe. I'm like I'm like, oh. I, I know you're from something I saw a commercial for. Well, well even Adventure Time. <laughs> it's you just see not a lot my of thing. Ooh, yeah. Weird Adventure Time adventure cosplay. Time? Yeah, the, the animated. I, I started watching it because of convention. I love it. I think yeah. it's the best thing. But again, all these things. I guess that gives me an in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, there you go. All these things are great examples of uh, marching to the beat of your own drum, though. Absolutely. Like, right. Attack on Titan. Pro crazy. wrestling fans, anime oh, fans, comic oh, fans. Uh, I, that could be another yeah. podcast if we talk about wrestling for two hours. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. I could go there. Uh, See, that Roddy, I could Roddy go Piper? deep in. Bro, rest in peace. Oh, he was great. Did you ever listen to his podcast? It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Him and I Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcasts are great because I've never they're listened real. To his. I've never listened because it's to his. just guys in the wrestling yeah. business being real about the wrestling business. Um, and you know that Steve Austin is Stone Cold Steve Austin, except just a little toned down. Yeah, that's He's so that awesome. guy. That's yeah. awesome. I saw him once at uh, Darien Lake outside of Buffalo. Now it's a Six Flags, but and he was in line for a roller coaster, and he was literally wearing his Daisy Dukes. I love oh, that. Wow. <laughs> like standing it's in the like, roller coaster. You know, he's just a, like, just a good oh, old man, boy from Texas on. who loves <laughs> beer and hunting. And <laughs> yep. so that's wh- him. Whenever people say pro wrestling is not real, it's like, I've met <laughs> Steve Austin. Yeah. I beg to differ, real. sir. Yeah, <laughs> I've become a <laughs> Hall no, of Famer by just no, being myself. <laughs> there's no fakeness to him. All right. Yeah. One last thing yeah, before we wrap sure it up. What is your go to cosplay character? If you're getting done up to the nines and you're not doing um, business, who are you? What are you? I have never cosplayed, but <gasps> I have many, many times said I would like to be dark side. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, a, yeah. What a fine yeah. choice. I, I've, it's, it's, I've always wanted to do that. 
well, to some level, not really, because you know that'd be hours. Of- <laughs> it would be expensive and time-consuming. <laughs> I can't even do things I like for hours. So that's just your less. dream one. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, we can do dream, dream cosplay. Yeah, yeah. dream yeah. cosplay. Yeah. I'll tell you, I would. We've seen. There's this guy at what's that one in Athens that we do? Rathacon. Uh, Rathacon. And there's this guy who shows up as a different oh, yeah. character in this series every year. And we've seen a giant. It's a giant. It's like, I bet he's 10 yeah. feet tall. He's on stilts. On stilts. And yeah. he did a Count Chocula one oh, year. Oh, my God. And then he did a Frankenberry yeah. the next yeah. year. And it's got flashing lights and moving parts. I mean, yeah. it's just huge. The Frankenberry. I mean, his shoulders yeah. were that wide. And, Ten feet tall. I, th- I think we've, I would love to do something like that. that yeah, I know. Cool. <laughs> and it's this little guy, you know, just yeah, yeah. gets out of the suit. Takes like three so people fantastic. to get him out of it. What it's larger than life? Yeah, it's awesome. Now, what about you guys? Oh, Batman! You don't even have to. Say no, it. I can see, see it. I wouldn't want to do Wheels Batman. Are <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really want to do Batman because it's a little too obvious. Robin. <laughs> no, I don't acknowledge Robin. <laughs> 19, <laughs> 1960s Robin. Robin. You Adam West, uh, I know who you are. I know what you did, but you just weren't for me. I was more of the animated series yes, generation. Yes. Um, I think a really awesome Undertaker costume would be kind oh, yeah, of my go-to. I got that long-ass hair and yeah. make it work. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> So am I allowed to choose anything, anything. in the world? Yeah, we're just we're all, anything's fair I mean, game and cosplay. Listen, I just like, spent like a half everything. hour talking about you know, True. fairies and yeah. angels. So. Well, I think I would be a zombie. I like have. Oh. I really want. That's like my dream thing. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be an extra in a movie. Oh yeah. But if I can do that at cosplay, which I've never oh, yeah. even been to Comic Con or cosplay, I'm not really into that stuff. But I would be a zombie. I've I'll seen a you, couple great zombies. Yeah, and you yeah. you get an extra. You're an extra in a zombie movie. You got it made, man. You can go to these cons and set up a booth. Right. We see guys like this all the time. There's Featured a guy from Zombie and <laughs> Walking Dead. There's a guy from Episode Town. Seven, Season Six. It's, it's everywhere. Forty three minutes yeah. in. You you think that's a joke? That is no, true. no. That's I'm, true. Have you yeah. have you seen? I know it's not that? a joke okay. because yeah. the Walking and, Dead's huge. Oh and, yeah, and and, and, everywhere. and bless his heart because yeah. I'm glad he can do this. But yeah, I always I want to yeah. go by and see like a six second clip on loop well, <laughs> on the TV. And set. that's this his parents. Like his sign even says me reaching out. See the drama. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm behind yeah, that right. special effects one there. That's right. Well, that, this one person I'm thinking of, even his banner even says, like, zombie number 453, yeah. season yeah. one, Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. That's really cool. Now, now, Do I don't they think help we've you? Get a real job, so, you bastard. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't give a boot to that guy. <laughs> I'll say it. You guys are sweethearts. <laughs> now, 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 let's be serious, though. Some people are always thrilled to meet him. And that's you got, true. like, yeah, say again, March to be your super own fans. And you're, like, taking a picture with this guy. Dude, who, when you bit that jugular, <laughs> it, was, it was the best of the whole season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were a lot of neck bites, awesome. but yours is part of the best. Yeah. But, but, I mean, that's the thing. Is people people find something they love, like comic books yeah. or, or wrestling. Or whatever. It all and comes they, from a good place. Any way that they can touch it at all. Like, just touching somebody who was on The Walking Dead is huge for some people. So, like I say, we, we can kind of have a little bit of fun at his expense, but, uh, you know, I, people really enjoy that for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Or even, I've been up to Monster Bash in Pittsburgh a oh, couple yeah. times. I love the classic Big 50s, horror, 60s, 70s horror, horror stuff yeah. and the Hammer stuff mm. I love. And they always have like the stars, the female leads especially of the old Hammer shows. And they're like 80 years old now. And I'm like, I want my picture with <laughs> now, you. Now, and I'll pay still, whatever you're And asking. they're still wearing like their push-up yeah, low-cut. They and they're yeah. like... <laughs> the you same know, outfit from the same movie. Outfit, yeah. yeah and you're like... like 
It's like you're taking a picture with your grandma. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That would be some fun role Hey there, sweetheart. Can I get you a uh, Sprite and a hot pretzel? (laughs) (laughs) No, but how about an Ensure? (laughs) You got to be osteoporosis. Ain't no joke. (laughs) (laughs) We're not not messing with that. (laughs) All right, real quick. You guys plug everything one more time. Where can they find you? Where can they submit their work if they're interested in miscellaneous? Well, Larry's anti-social media. Oh, yeah. I so good for you, Larry. Talk I do all our social media. You'll find us at Electromagnetic Press on Facebook, um, Electromagnetic underscore press on Instagram. I think we have a Twitter, but we don't use it, and we I don't know Twitter. how to get into it anymore. So you won't find us really. You might find us on Twitter, but if we won't you, ever update if, it. If you do, it's probably an ad for and like a Nigerian prince yes, scam yeah. of some sort. So it's your social security somebody, number. Yes. If somebody from Twitter asks you for yeah your information. Don't don't. don't if do they're it. saying they're us, don't. It's not don't, us. Don't um, block them. Preemptively we, block them. Yeah, preemptively. We block. have a website too, electromagneticpress.com. So awesome. Guys, thank you so much for coming us. today. Yeah, thank hey, you thanks so much here. for having us. Thanks for having us. You yeah, guys yeah. were, this was an awesome interview. Yeah, thanks for going what down you the think, rabbit this hole. Is, this is what this, this show's about. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know I'm going to be fun. like kicking myself all day. I was like, what, what did I say? What did I say? No, no, this really shows your personality <laughs> yeah. and what is behind your work. Thanks. You guys are very kind and supportive of the crazy people. And we're fans of your podcast, too. Yeah, yeah. We've been listening since PopCon last year, so we love what you do. We're really thrilled with the idea of local talent. So Awesome, I'm sure we'll be seeing you around various places. Oh, you're going to yeah. see us at the, the West Virginia Popcorn. Popcorn. We're getting table. We're going to represent. We'll be there. There's more of us now than ever, and Great. I'm getting drunk. Now, what about? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting wasted. And, and, and what about some of that local hip-hop events? We're going to have to, we're gonna have to show up there. Yeah. Catch me at your local rap battle, you going to be rap battles. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, guys. Thank you so no, much thank again. You. Thank you. Thank you.